Uh, we finally got a whole week of football under our belt, and we actually have a Thursday night game that is watchable, so we're going to have that on the background. And we got our friend Phil Barth stopping in to talk all things Cleveland. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. I started laughing. I was like staring at you. And you wouldn't even look up. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian Biggie. Much less crowded than last week. Yeah, it was kind of weird in here. I feel like my personal space was invaded. I feel so far away from you guys now. I feel semi-violated, and I, I'm glad. <laughs> was to be that back. by Turbo or by Mo- you? It was Turbo. It was kind of a sandwich between him and Manga. Mm. But I'm glad to be back to my normal space this week, and I'm much more uh, comfortable right now. Biggie does not like to be on the inside corner of the pool table for TV. Give me my here. space. Yeah, he, see, he's mad. You're going to well, hear about it. Here's the thing. I said this last week. I was thinking we should have took a picture because you know how you see those things. Let's recreate this picture from when you were kids. It'll be 10 years before the five of us are together again. <laughs> he had a good point. We should have snapped the photo. We didn't. It was a missed opportunity. Yeah, Because no one will ever believe it happened. We could have made it black and white and made it seem like it happened forever ago. Cause Unless you go back and listen. Right. That's the only way you'll ever know. Like Jamie Johnson in collar. Michael Buffer doing color. the intro. What? Yeah. Amazon really went over the top. This, this is year. in Philly, isn't it? It's um, yes, it's in Philly, Minnesota, Philly. Yep. All right, so we, we got to go ahead and see what our our pick is, right? Eagles uh, were a six point favorite by the time the game started. Yep. When I moved a little bit. I took the Eagles to cover. Took the Eagles to cover. Eagles. Man, I'm the lone wolf then because I took the Vikings. I think the Eagles will win, but I feel like the Vikings will, will cover. So I give you. Uh, And that what Biggie does? Yeah, that was some weak ass. Oh, weak. That was weak. But I'm you not did that it. confident you did it. about you did it. 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 I understand that. I don't like how I had to do a, a lone wolf on the Thursday night game because Mongo and uh, uh, Turbo but, also but, also took the Vikings to cover. Isn't that your uh, repertoire though? You like to get in a hole every Thursday. Ain't that what you do? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the strategy that yeah, likes but, to work out. I like, I like to be the underdog, son. <laughs> what can I say? I got my back against the wall. Give me some David Lee Roth. Doobity bop. But uh, so anyway, uh, we'll get to uh, NFL conversation. We'll do our NFL picks later. That'll be a separate show. But just wanted to start out with a congratulations, Mr. Brown, your uh, Atlanta Braves, once again, NL East champions. Yeah, like two weeks earlier than I anticipated. Yeah. Which is good. And your life as a Braves fan, is this the earliest they've ever clinched a division? I'd have and there's to re- like 17 games left. I'd have to research it, but I'd say it's probably there. If not, probably number two. Is it even sweeter the fact that your number was like 6-4-2 and you kept doubling it up by beating the Phillies down? It did make it good because when you have that magic number, people don't realize it's a double whammy. You're playing the team head-to-head. Boom, two, four, six. Your magic number is a zero, and now we clinch. Mm-hmm. It was a great feeling. In Philadelphia. So I have two questions for you before the season ends for the Braves. Matt Olson, how many home runs does he end up Where's with? Where's he at right now? He's 51 tied for the uh, club record with Andrew Jones. Does he get to 55 or higher? I'm going to go 55. I write at 55. Ronald Acuna Jr. get 35 and 70? Acuna's going to go 40-70. Okay. Ooh. He's at 37-38 right now, home runs. All right, I, I just got to – say this and I need you to tell me I'm wrong because I don't think I am I need to hear it if I am though this is the best time 
to be a Braves fan in history. I, this is better than the 90s, right? Surprisingly, I agree with you. I figured on the nostalgia kick, like people do that, like whatever you were at no, at a certain I, place in life, I didn't I mean, think no, you'd be there. Here's the thing, though. To, just to dismiss the fact that we're saying this team is better than a rotation with three Hall of Famers in it. Yeah. People should ask questions, but there's a reason. This is a historic lineup on pace to break the Twins record for home runs in a season of 307. Right now they're on pace of 309. Yeah. So this is probably going to be the most prolific offenses in the history of baseball. But let's not count out, even though they don't have Hall of Fame on them yet. You still have Freed. You still have Strider, who's a strikeout pitcher. We haven't seen the likes of him quite some time. If you're healthy, you got a good rotation. you got Charlie Morton, who's gotten better at age 40 now, yeah, throwing 96. I love and then some Charlie first Morton. First-time All-Star, <laughs> Bryce Elder, in your four, with Kyle Wright coming back, your 21-game winner from last year. So, from the outside looking in as a lifelong baseball fan, I love me some early 90s Braves. To me, the reason that this Braves team would be, or this time would be a better time to be a fan, is that that Braves team went to how many World Series and lost before they won? You've got a young core locked up for the next five, six years that's already won a World Series. You said it yourself. They should win how many World Series in the next six years? Three in the next six. Yeah, or they don't. It's close to a disappointment. Correct. But the fact is, I like the fact that your Rileys and Albies of the world won that World Series without their main man, Acuna, even playing. That's that takes true. a lot of pressure off. He was off. out with the torn ACL, right? Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, – it's a hell of a lineup. It's I don't know. It's it's murderer's row of the modern era if you really look at it. And, and what a what a win the Olsen deal turned out to be, man. Like yeah, I mean, like I, I still have a man crush on Freddie, um, but the fact is, if if Freddie's your guy and you lose out and Matt Olson's the fill in, I mean, it's like you stepped in. on a gold mine. He, he, you just he, fell right into. He didn't it. just What's Matt Olson's average this year? Two seventy seven last I saw. So almost two eighty, fifty bombs, hundred RBIs. Hundred and twenty so, plus RBIs. So <laughs> Freddie's hitting three thirty, three forty, but he's right around thirty homers. So better average, less homers. Correct. You're getting the more pop and you've got other guys in your lineup that you need to move around the base. <clears throat> like Chad said, that's a great win. It is, man. Like that's that's amazing. And that right there is how you win three World Series in six years. you got to land the free agents you, well, right no, But way. you have management that's willing to make the hard decision. Right. They could have waited for Freddie. Mm. They said, here's the offer. Yeah, was, I love the way AA, AA does business because they basically made an offer to Freddie's agent. He declined, and then within hours they traded for Matt Olson. And the only reason Freddie found out about it was because uh, he got tra- they traded for Matt Olson. Then he went and called his agent. What's going on here? I thought we had it wrapped up. <laughs> Anyways, not so fast. My biggest takeaway is when you have the former rookie of the year from previous year, Michael Harris, is batting ninth in this lineup. Make that he's batting 300, batting ninth. Yeah, it's so I just have something I want to throw out there that kind of blows my mind looking at it. Mr. Brown, do you know what your lead is in the division? Ah, 15, 16, 17 games. Do you know how many games above 500 the Phillies are? Like 30. Yeah, they're the wild favorite wild card. They're 79 and 67. So they're 12 games (laughs) above 500. They're 17 out of first. The reason I bring that up, if you go to the American League East, from Baltimore in first till the Yankees in last, it's 18 and a half games. That's how the Braves are killing their division. Yeah. I mean, what do you think the win total is going to be? I said 106. Yeah. I mean, that's. They're, they're, on, they're on that path. I right. mean, Biggie knows about big wins that always translate with 114. Am I right? 
True. It's how you finish, not how I got started. Um, <laughs> uh, so just real quick to, to just kind of check in with you, any any changes in your postseason uh, predictions? You feel like it's still kind of lined out the way you saw it? Oh, for MLB coming up? Yeah, just the wild cards and whatnot. I mean, yeah, I don't see no surprises right now. Uh, I feel like where we're at, I don't see another team that's below them making that run. Because yeah. just I feel like the teams are playing well enough to where they're going to hold them off. Yeah. In my opinion. Who do you think gets in in the NL still? I mean, it's going to be between the Braves and the Dodgers, and I think the Braves probably well, – Yeah, but just who gets in the postseason. Oh, I mean, the Cubs get in, Phillies get in. Uh, the D-backs are right there. Yeah. So right now you got uh, Cubs four and a half back in Milwaukee. Dodgers are getting in. So you're looking at probably Dodgers, Cubs, Brewers, Phillies, Braves – and Cincinnati's right there battling for that last spot. I think Cincinnati actually gets in. Do you? They're scheduled down the road. Okay. I, th- I think that's the only reason why. I hope they do. They're playing so better to, right now. The National League, you go to the wild card. You got uh, Dodgers, Brewers, Braves, obviously, is your division winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you go to the wild card, wild card one is Philly, four-game lead. Wild card two are the Cubs. They are two and a half up on San Francisco. San Francisco, Cincinnati, and Arizona are all tied for the third wild card right now. So yeah. it could be any of them. Yeah. With Miami a half game back of them. So yeah, it's, it's crazy four how teams tight battling for the last spot. Yeah. I mean, I like Arizona's lineup, and I like the fact they do have a true ace with Gallon. That's the one thing they don't have, Cincinnati don't have, is that number one. They can line up, and I just I think it's a dog fight between you three. I really do. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be close. We might even get some extra games out of it. You never know. On the on the AL side, Biggie, uh, you got that pulled up. I know Tampa. I Tampa got, got hot lately. They're not going to catch Baltimore, but they got they got hot. So Minnesota's clearly taking the central. You got a race in the East and a race in the West. In the East, Baltimore's got a two game lead on Tampa Bay right now. In the West, Houston has a one game lead over Texas and one and a half game lead over Seattle. So if you go to the wild card, Tampa Bay's first wild card, they're eight and a half games up on the on being out. So they're in. Texas is a half game up on Seattle for the two and three spot. Texas just lost Scherzer. They've got more blown saves than they have saves. And Toronto is one game back of Seattle. So really it's a three-team race for the second and third wild card spot. Well, Texas, Seattle, Toronto. One of those. Three I, I like all three of those Western teams getting in, like meaning the division winner and the two wild cards. Yeah, because yeah, the, the next West. team is Boston. You think the Rangers are still back. okay? I, I think they'll limp their way in because I really like their lineup, and okay. they. they I, I love the fact they got Montgomery too. From I, I just feel like they've Toronto's lost so much steam. Huh? You think Toronto's the odd man? I do. Out? Okay. I do. They they haven't impressed me that much either. But I just feel like the the Rangers have just kind of they've really trudged along here. I want, they have. They've hit a big skid. Pitching hasn't been there. They can't close the game. Offense, their uh, right fielder, really good was Jimenez. Gar- Garcia. Garcia, and, uh, sorry. Yeah. He's uh, out injured now. Yeah. So, we'll see. I think that they end up making the playoffs, but there was a time where I thought they could have the best record in the league. I want to make an apology to the Tampa Bay Rays because they came out with that blazing hot start. They kind of fell back to earth, and they're like, everyone, here, here it comes, here it comes. They're fall from grace. And they kind of hit a down little fall there for a few weeks, and then they fired right back up, and they're leading the wild card by a significant margin. Yeah, I mean, and they're, they're a legit team. And they're I mean, playing really well right their now. Their philosophy for baseball just works over a 162-game season. Now, 
postseason, it may not, but they get there. Yeah, I mean they they've made some, they're consistent. They've made some damage too in the postseason before. We just uh, you I mean know. that philosophy's got them two World Series in the last fifteen years and hasn't changed from Madden to Cash. It's the same. So if uh, you're a low budget team, if you can emulate the Rays, then you're well on your way. Mm. So one more question for you before we move on from baseball, Alec Manoa. West Virginia boys, uh, WU, we loved him. Had With a great year Jays. last year. Did you guys see where when he got sent down AAA, he's supposed to do some rehab stuff? He actually hasn't touched a baseball thrown on the side. He won't pitch again this year. Is yeah, he, he going to make a comeback and pitch again in the bigs? I, I don't think it looks good for him at all because you get sent back to AAA after you went back to the instructional league earlier this year. Um, after being a Cy Young candidate last year, um, and you're like, I'm not going to report to AAA. Like, you don't have that kind of stripes to say that. And I hate to say it, but if, if that's your attitude, your career is probably over. I had the same thought. You're not that far into your career that you can refuse a rehab assignment. Do you think you think it's just that bad with, like, the yips or whatever it is? Like, he just knows if he goes out there right now, it's going to be a mess? I mean, possibly. Maybe he's thinking if I can just put it off till spring right. and magic. Like, I might, I might have to be an asshole right now and just, like, let me go st- – let me go be like Kirk Cousins and talk to my sports therapist I mean, every day. And, and if that's the case, I mean, I get it. But, like, between his mental state and the fact that he just – either he's a piece of shit or he's got mental problems, either way it's not looking good for him to make a comeback. No, He's well, going to go against all odds, you know. Yeah, you know what helps? Throwing strikes. Exactly. <laughs> he hasn't done that in a long time. Uh, I'll tell you, somebody hits a hits a ball at a park every time we talk to him is uh, Phil Barth. We'll kick it over to the interview we did with him. Phil's uh, uh, done everything from uh, – I think uh, he's written a book about Cleveland sports. He's he's big into all the Cleveland uh, teams, whether it's the Guardians. and we kind of I'm pretty him. sure he sat next to Randy Quaid in uh, Major League Two. He might. He was in the off the reservation. You know? That's correct. <laughs> he was yeah, out it's there. too high. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Phil's always a good time, and uh, – he, uh, he, we ended up dropping him in the middle of the interview, but he was a trooper and came back. So uh, check out our time we spent here with Phil, and we'll see you on the other side, and we'll talk some football. Big Timber Brewery and Tap Room is located in the heart of Appalachia, Elkins, West Virginia. Their name pays homage to the surrounding forests and the industry that built the community. Big Timber makes beer we love and enjoy doing it, creating a product that we, our town, and our state can take pride in. What started as a dream became a reality in 2014 when their first keg went out the door. Their commitment to beer and community continues to grow stronger every day. Pick up a pack of Big Timber at your local store today. Man, what a profile picture. You know what? That profile picture is so good, it had to be AI. And in fact, it was. (laughs) We'll we'll take that for what it is. That's the AI stuff is uh, it's out of control now. Out of control. They they got I got three hundred for forty nine dollars plus. You get to say no. Wait a minute, change the outfit. I said if nothing else, I'll find out if there's anything I look good in. I mean, besides a brown jersey, brown jersey. No. Yeah, we're we're going to talk about that. You know, I'm missing my partner Greg. He's uh, his day job that pays all the bills is blowing him up, so he's a little uh, sidetracked right now, but. You know, we we always talk. uh, He might jump in here in a second, but, you know, we always talk uh, NFL so much this time of the year. And I don't know how this happened. I think we asked you to come on the show 
probably at least a month or so ago. Yep. Uh, and I, you know, I'm not wearing my Bengals gear today. I got my Reds jersey or shirt on, but you know, what, what's the possibility that we'd have so much to talk about after a week one matchup? I, I specifically picked this day because either something good would happen, would happen with the Guardians. It didn't. Or we would have the Bengals Browns either way. There would be a lot to talk about. So I gotta, I gotta start with a couple of things just because, um, the Bengals fans out there are starting to get a little bit of a bad reputation for chirping. Uh, and I don't think it's as much as the fans as it is just like some of the higher profile associated people like the mayor doing the stupid thing last year. That doesn't help things. Nope. Let's not, let's not make the Kelsey's mad. But anyway, the, um, the, the whole thing is, uh, ah, I completely lost where I was going thinking about Kelsey and his stupid face and Taylor <laughs> Swift now. <laughs> That's kind of how we are. Um, but no, I mean, the, uh, I, I'm not one of those that's chirping and, and talking. Like I, I, as a Bengals fan, much like being a Browns fan, I've been burned so many times. I don't, I don't know how to act. I, I'm surprised Burrow even got a contract still, you know, like I, that's the level of expect, expectations we had. And then why don't you remind everybody, like, what's the Browns record against Burrow? They are. Has he beaten him twice or just once? Just once. Just once. So what is it now? Six and one? It's yeah, for well, I would say one and six from my perspective, unfortunately. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, so like it was one and five. So going in, I'm I'm already like, you know what, Miles Garrett is a Hall of Famer every time he plays the Bengals. Like he mm-hmm. single handedly disrupts the game. Their cornerbacks play extremely well against the Bengals wide receivers. And then I saw the weather forecast and oh, by the way, Burrow didn't play in the preseason. I wasn't yep. optimistic at all, but the Browns played their ass off and I have nothing but respect to give. Yeah, I appreciate that. And you know, there's almost no such thing as a must win game in the first week of the season, but. If you have set your entire Cleveland team up to compete and compete for the division, if you lose at home against Joe Burrow on a gimpy calf in the rain, you really have a problem. So they really needed to get this one. Yeah, I mean, I was hoping they could two and then run run ten games in a row. They do it every year. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, you're right. A lot can be had in week one, but also I think everybody overreacts. Like my general sentiment is like week one means nothing. Like it's, it's really hard to say, you know, who the contenders and pretenders are now, but you know, I, I think week two, you, you almost get there. I think by the time you get to week four, you have a pretty good idea who people are. So, uh, I, what do you think the Browns and Bengals are, you know, not just based off of one week, but how do you think well, they're, they're going to finish? So. I really liked what I saw out of the Browns defense. It was and amazing. It was from the very first play because Burrow and the Bengals are very smart and they design they designed their whole scheme against the Browns is we got to get rid of the ball a half a second earlier than any other team because Miles Garrett will be in there, right? First play, that is what they had a design play, and he got knocked on his butt, and it wasn't Miles Garrett. It was Darius Smith. And I'm like, this is positive. So I think with that defense, they'll go – they should go all right. I'm still concerned about Deshaun Watson. 
I mean, he had a lot of missed throws. It was it, it was bad weather though, you know, like it was. and and first game, like if there's a game to get the kinks out, let it be one like that. Do you remember last year whenever the Niners went over to Chicago? It, it was like week one or week two, and it was like a monsoon, and Chicago yeah. beat the Niners, who everybody thought was going to be something, and they were, but man, uh, everybody overreacted off of that one game. But it was the weather changed yeah. so much of it. Yeah. And and so I've had, what, 20 years of almost every year getting my heart sliced up by the Browns. So I'm not ready to call them contenders quite yet. I love what I'm seeing out of the defense. They're aggressive. They'll get burned sometimes. They're going into Pittsburgh this week. They, well, I, th- I think Pittsburgh's better than what they looked last week, too. Again, they have to be. Let's not overreact from one week. The Niners I, are probably I, the best team in the NFL, you know? I'm I'm seeing all these Steelers fans fire Tomlin, fire Tomlin. And as a Browns fan, I'm like, yeah, go on ahead. Yeah. Guy has a losing record in 15 years. Please fire him. Right. Like, even them being, you know, them in Cleveland perceptually being the worst teams this year, the bottom is so high compared to oh, a lot of the other divisions. 100%. Any, any one of the four teams could win the division, and, and I don't think it's a surprise. Nope. No, I agree. And Pittsburgh, I think, last lost at home on Monday night in 1991. That sucks. So, uh, yeah. So you've got DeWan. See, I, I, I don't hate you guys, man. I, 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 it's Ohio. It's okay, but I, I'll yeah. hit the Steelers with you. So I'm sorry you're going up against that. Yeah. Um, and you've got TJ Watt going up against DeWan Jones because Conklin's out for the year. Yeah. That's, uh, that's your left tackle's out uh, for the year. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, right tackle. Right tackle. Um, right tackle. Yeah. Cause they'll move but, Watt around too. But, uh, yeah, if they got a, if they got a backup in there, I'm sure that's where well, they're tested. And the left tackle didn't have a great game. They, they've been waiting for him, Jedrick Wills, for a long time. He didn't have a great game. It was Conklin had a real good game until he got knocked out. And they said Dewan Jones did a good job, but man, that is a tough assignment. TJ Watt. I, I could keep breaking down next week's game with you, but what, what's your? Uh, yeah. what, how many wins do you think Browns are going to have? Where do, where do they finish at in the AFC North? <sighs> wow, that's tough. I was. What were they last year? Eight and nine or seven and ten? Uh, I said getting I rid of their defensive. Yeah, seven and ten. Right? I think so. I yeah. So getting rid of who of uh, I can't remember the defensive coordinator. He went to New Orleans now. Getting rid of him, I felt was worth a game or two in and of itself because they just got burned so badly. So that puts them nine. I'm going to go ten and seven. And and part of that is me being a Browns fan going, what are they going to mess up this year? What's when when is the shit going to hit the fan, right? And and it's always waiting for that other shoe to drop. So, I'm going to go 10 and 7. I didn't realize how optimistic Browns fans were in the preseason up until like game week. Uh like you guys really do believe in this team, you know? And and I think uh I think what a lot of us are seeing is and this is at least my perspective is Deshaun came in and doesn't have uh, a great outing, you know, last year really at any game. And, you know, that I I think you're thinking that's going to be long-term instead of analyzing the fact this guy hasn't played football very much over the past couple of years. So, you know, I kind of, as you guys are coming out and I'm seeing more Browns fans, I'm like, all right, I get it. You guys really believe in the defense. And uh, if you got a good defense and a run game, then there you go. And they have both of those. So any any bad weather, they're going to be in good shape there. I mean, Nick Chubb is a beast. 
Uh, he is, and Cincinnati definitely didn't want to tackle him very much. Uh, they they like to let, let him. He, he needed that yak yardage, I guess. But uh, yeah. all right, so so flip over to Cincinnati, just uh, from your perspective, what what type of win total you think they they get to? Uh, I'm going to just go ten and seven because it's it's simple and it's a tie. I I don't want to say that Cincinnati's going to finish ahead of the Browns. I, I don't. That, that's fine. I sure as hell I'm not going to say that the Browns are going to finish ahead of Cincinnati based on one game. Right. So, the, so yeah. the way the way you're taking it though is that uh, it's not an overreaction, but your faith in the Browns and your belief that they were going to be strong was kind of uh, cemented a little bit. And, a little bit. And the and the Bengals aren't necessarily trash, so you feel even better about the win because they'll probably be better for sure than what they showed. One hundred percent. You know, you know, last year they were zero and two, and then all of a sudden they broke off. off twelve and two stretch or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so I could see them being a lot better than they. They will definitely be better than what they were to uh, Sunday. What, what do you yeah. make out of What do you make out of Baltimore? And then we'll jump on the game coming up. I uh, they didn't beat Houston like I thought they might. They wow. they don't. Their number one running back is out for the year again. They don't. They, they just can't stay healthy in the backfield. It's crazy. No, no, and. You know, they got other running backs, but in the AFC North, you need a good run game. Later you go in the year, and now Dobbins is out for the year. So we'll see. I'm, I was hoping against all hopes that Lamar Jackson would sign anywhere but back in Baltimore or Pittsburgh, but that didn't happen. They've yeah. got Lamar, and you know, people like to rag on Lamar. He's a good quarterback. You know, he won the NFL MVP for crying out loud. Hey, my preseason pick for the division was Baltimore. I, I just felt like, uh, you know, I think Pittsburgh's at the bottom and I, I'm with you. I think I, I got Cincinnati a win better than Cleveland, but That's I, fine. I, I thought Baltimore would, um, would be the ones like, I think people forget how dynamic he is. I know, he, but here's the question. Can he be dynamic in December and January? And if he can, you know, but I, but, Man, sometimes they're so good out the gate that I mean, maybe there's something to winning all those preseason games. They always start pretty decent, so I don't they, know. I'm, with, do. I'm with you. Lamar's still a big, big time threat. Yeah, and and he's got some receivers this year. I'm no Browns fan is ever going to root for Odell Beckham Jr. That's <laughs> I can't imagine why. Yeah, that feels like a lifetime ago. It, it does, doesn't it? But you know, you can't discount Baltimore, and I'm. They probably could still win. The, they probably still will win the division. I'm hoping for the Browns. I got everything I wanted on Sunday, but and I don't know if it's the pessimism of all those years of things falling apart that is still holding me a little bit back, or or what. I would love to, you know, send you a message next week and go, "Hey, Greg, how you doing?" I would love to send you a message next week and go, "Man, they just blew out the Steelers. I'm wrong. I'm going to revise upward my my projections for the Browns." I right, so it's a Monday night. You got the record and all that, you know, that you're going up against. So, like, on a scale of one to ten, though, like, how confident are you that the the Browns can go into Pittsburgh and pull this off? Six. All right. So, I, I you know, that that doesn't sound like a pessimistic Browns fan to me. It's it's a hair over five because Pittsburgh looked awful, and I mean awful against San Francisco, and they thought they had they thought Kenny Pickett was the answer. I don't know if he is or not, but you. The fact that you carve up third-string defenses in the preseason does not always translate over. His his hands are this size. Look. He's just (laughs) showing his nubs. Cut off the knuckles. (laughs) Yeah. So 
So that's the positive. The negative, as I mentioned, the Steelers haven't lost at home on Monday night since 91, and you got D.J. Watt against the rookie right tackle. The positive is they had a huge streak. Cleveland had a huge road playoff streak. They hadn't won a road playoff game since 1968 until they went into Pittsburgh in 2020, and they beat the crap out of them. How do you feel about Baker getting that W this week? You know, good for him. It, oh, he sounds so I, dismissive when he yeah. says that. Well, look. At, at this point, I, though, he's bounced around so much. Yeah, I mean, it's you, really irrelevant. you got to be that. feeling good for him. <laughs> I, I don't mind. You know, there's that whole he stuck the Oklahoma flag in the turf at Ohio State that yeah. a lot of people can't get over. You know, the dude won on the road in Pittsburgh in the playoffs in 2020. I, I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for that. And, and admittedly, he was behind center when it happened because they, you know, uh, snap it over Roethlisberger's head. We got a touchdown. Pick off. Touchdown. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so he just managed the game. But you know what? He was the quarterback when they kicked Pittsburgh's ass in Pittsburgh in the playoffs. So I'll always have that soft spot. Yeah, I think y'all won like 11 games that year, didn't you? Yeah. Man. Yeah. And they and ran, the ran that guy out of town to go get Mr. Deshaun Watson. Well, you know. It's all about the flag. That's what it is. That, exactly. That's exactly. They just can't forget. It, maybe, it, maybe, maybe they prefer wax buttholes. I don't. They, I, mean, I think they do. I was going to say, you know. Do you, do you see a lot of Deshaun Watson jerseys around? I'm just curious. I have not, but I haven't been up there lately. I'm based out of Cincinnati. so um, There's Browns yeah, fans I, down there, too, though. I know that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think Deshaun rubs some people the wrong way, so to speak, as it were. Um, I know I'm late to the party, but did you explain to Chad that, that uh, uh, what we're about, what we saw from Cincinnati was what they're going to do, or is it, you guys just made them look that bad? Yeah, we kind of talked about that in, yeah. in pretty good detail. You know, I had to get right to it. But uh, right. how are you doing though after uh, putting out fires? Nah, not good, but I'll get through it. That's Man, what I do, right? This is it's stressful out yeah. there. I told him. I don't think I don't think Chad necessarily agreed with this, but this is as close to a must-win game for the Browns that first game as as you can get because God was providing the rain to slow down the Bengals' offense. Right, Burrow was on a calf and a half, and you had the the new defense, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You are at home, and you have said we want to make the playoffs and we want to compete for the division. And if you cannot win that game. At home against Cincinnati, then all that talk you had in the offseason, people are not going to buy it. Uh, we were talking at about at least relevant into week two. So that's a start. Remember that? Remember that monsoon game last year with I the do. Niners? I that's do. what we're talking about. Like, you know, you, you couldn't take anything away from that game last year. Everybody was like, oh man, the Bears are here. And then, you know, we saw what happened. Yeah. And, but uh, I, I, I was surprised. Uh, the NFL was giving a little heat to Cincinnati because some of the receivers said, uh, that they weren't sure if Burrow was going to play after the game. Like they were saying like Wednesday and Thursday, like they weren't sure. And they were like, well, he wasn't on the injury report. So it's kind of weird. You guys are saying that. <laughs> uh, so I don't, I don't think anything's going to come out of it, but yeah, to say a cap and a half, you know, you're right there, but you know, I, I, I don't think, um, I, I'm worried the Bengals take a step back, but, uh, it is what it is. I think we were talking about how that AFC North, do you think there's a more, balanced division out there or do you think that one might be it i mean years past it's been afc west not because i'm a raiders fan but i think that's really the only two divisions you could say are right there where if one of the four teams made the playoffs it really wouldn't surprise you yeah um, right 
Um, if the Browns do what they did week one and actually become a playoff contender, then yeah, that division's right there with any M in football. Yeah. See, he kind of agreed with us. See, he wasn't even yeah, part of that did. conversation. He just but he knew. right yeah. in. So that's 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 the kind yeah. of takes you get here. Everything's uniform. We got Love it. it. Well, and the thing about the Browns, football is a simple game if you if you do the right thing, right? What do you do? You got to put pressure on the quarterback and you got to have your cornerbacks and, and defensive backs cover the receivers until you get to the quarterback. And last year's Joe Woods, it was. Last year's defensive coordinator had all these stupid zone coverage read, blah, blah, blah. This year, Jim Schwartz is saying, you, you linemen go kick the quarterback's okay. ass. You cornerbacks cover until, he, until they do it. I mean, Jim Schwartz is, I, I think, one of the best coordinators out there. So the fact that you guys got him like that, with the tools you all have on defense, too, that's the thing. Like, I'll be the first to say some of the results on the field haven't matched some of the talent that, that Cleveland has. And, oh yeah, I mean they they they're they're pretty solid everywhere. They don't have a lot of depth at wide receiver. I feel like but no, they don't. Everywhere else are pretty good. Hey, how do you feel about Stefanski? Since he won, I'm uh, I'm liking him a little bit more. I'll tell you right. <laughs> I'll tell he, you right. He now. was on the hot seat, right? Like he if, he's got to feel it. If Denzel Ward had still been in concussion pro- protocol. Yeah, I thought he wasn't going to play. If played him in the fourth game of the preseason against second-string Kansas City, I would have just been livid. What the hell was he doing out there when he got the concussion? You tell me. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's You know what we say when that happens. It's just Browns doing Browns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, have heard, I have heard some people from Cincinnati said that. Uh, that's all right. They, they call us the Bungles, so it, it works uh, both that's, ways. That's right. Um, well, well, I think- Hey, I'm right there with you, though. Week one, man, my Raiders got a win. I'm feeling good, brother. Jimmy G, buddy. Yeah, I hate him. But <laughs> Why would you hate Jimmy G? The hookers love him. They do. Or not <laughs> hookers, porn stars. So, so, the, yeah. the brothel workers. Yeah, like they, I don't know, one gets paid by the hour. and yeah. I don't know, they probably got unions uh, out there in Vegas. So so he's in Las Vegas for a reason. We now yeah. know. Yeah, yeah clearly. Well, I mean, some people like hookers. Some people like massage parlors. You know, it all depends. It's, uh, I don't think Cleveland's known for either lately, but they might get the massage parlor. Now. I'd say it's an all-in-one stop there in Vegas. So you can get all you want. Yeah, Jimmy yeah. G did it yeah. right. I don't, I don't know if Deshaun did it right. Right. You know, Deshaun should have went to Vegas. He should have went to Vegas, but that that'd well, probably that'd be a that'd be a bad movie. Yeah. There were <laughs> 230 million guaranteed reasons why Deshaun wound up in Cleveland. Yeah, we were talking about Lamar earlier. That was that was his fault. That was y'all's fault. Y'all screwed that up because you made the quarterback market go crazy, and they. Took forever, so hey, I guess is that a strategy? Maybe well, it might have been. been. I don't Lamar know. and Burrow are up next. Let's make this really hard. <laughs> Let's really screw them over. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of quarterbacks getting deals, uh, just uh, thoughts on uh, Aaron Rodgers going down with the Achilles. <sighs> That's tough. And and my favorite video, and you probably have seen it, was the bar in Green Bay that said if the Jets. If the Jets lose, the drinks are free. And so everybody just started loading up when Rodgers went down, thinking they were going to be drinking free. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah. Now he goes in overtime. You can't and there was a live, a live news report when, it, when the Jets took it back for a touchdown, and the bar got real quiet in a hurry. Damn, I might have to find that. That's yeah. going to be hilarious. That's good. I remember that uh, being marketed out there. That bar was uh, throwing it yeah. out there. They were so confident. And then, yep. uh, yeah, the fans. Who, I mean, but you talk about like a Thursday night letdown. So we're all here. 
right? Yeah. No, not Thursday. It was, it Monday, was night. Sorry, Monday, yeah, night. Monday night. Monday night. So we're all here. We're watching the game. You want to see Rodgers in a new environment. Right. The Bills are clearly on paper the favorite of the division by most people. Yep. And then the Jets end up winning the game without freaking Aaron Rodgers, who goes down on the first series. And it still felt like a letdown for me as far as a yeah. innocent bystander. But now is Zach yeah. Wilson the answer? Is he going to lead them to the promised land? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think the answer is yes. <laughs> and uh, I, I I'm think he could my outlook on the Jets. <laughs> he could as long as they get four interceptions or five interceptions or whatever they got against uh Yeah. You know, that's what Three. that's how they want it. So no, right. he can't. Three for DeMar. Yeah. That's what that was. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. That was terrible. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I, I hate to see him go down. I, I know a lot of people have strong opinions about Aaron Rodgers. He's a great quarterback. And and so I can look at it from a purely distance perspective. I, I don't have a dog in the hunt on it. And you hate to see somebody with that level of talent go down in the first series. And if he's healthy and on his game, he's definitely good for football. So Oh yeah. The fact that happened, man, it just it let the, it let the sale out of everything. I think for New, all things New York. Well, now, now what we're everybody's talking about. We'll talk about it here in a minute. Uh, the uh, the turf thing is is yeah. back in in full force. Where they're they're blaming it on the artificial NFLPA. Yeah. I, I, since when have they cared about the health of players? <laughs> this is nonsense, world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, they got to say something. Before we run right. out of time, I, I got to ask you a little bit about your uh, your Guardians. Uh, so, you know, kind of uh, a disappointing season compared to the previous or maybe you were expecting it. I don't know. So just kind of yeah. give give us some takeaways on, on just your, your feeling as a Guardians fan. So, yeah, it was tough. I mean, there's the, the towel, the free towel that I got at the playoffs last year. Uh, when they when they came from behind to beat the Yankees, I thought you know the youngest team in the league coming back, they're probably going to win the division again. I was wrong. Uh, the stat I read recently was last year they blew twenty five leads all year. This year they're at thirty six and counting. Mm, Same the basic bullpen. That's the and that's that, had they had they just performed the bullpen at last year's level. Let's set aside the fact that they can't hit that they had injured starting pitchers. They would not only be in first. They would be a slightly ahead of Houston for the second uh, bye week or the second bye series. So I don't know the answer because all it's like every one of their relief pitchers is just a tick worse than last year. You know, ERAs in the twos went to threes, and, and that happened across the board. So I don't know. Statistically, is that an anomaly? We'll see. The other thing I would add is they got to get some freaking hitters. They're they're outfield. I, I'm all right with Stephen Kwan. But um, I like Will Brennan, but he can't hit left-handers. Absolutely cannot. Love Miles Straw's defense, but he can't hit anything. Yeah, uh, I mean he's he's pretty accurate on that. They they need some they need some pop out there for sure. They so absolutely do. We went to our first game in Cleveland this summer. Yes, we did. Um, to me, uh, I left unimpressed <laughs> overall with Jacobs. Is it still Jacobs Field? No, it's progressive. 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 All right, so we're there. It happened to be Pride Night. Um, first time ever there. And my buddy said, it's, it's funny that they got dollar hot dogs tonight. But <laughs> that, that was a real promotion and not a joke. That's yeah. That's how it worked. Out. But it is funny. But it's like, hilarious. to me, I like, I feel like there's so much tradition with Cleveland baseball. And I left uninspired with the stadium because I felt like where they had to do this rebranding of the Guardians, 
from the Indians mm. that it's kind of lost some of its identity in the stadium, and you can feel it, in my opinion. I also uh, agree. It just it lacked a lot of character and personality. Like Detroit was hands down way better in Cleveland, the stadium. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I'm all right with the stadium, but my my buddy gave us, had really good tickets when we went up for the playoffs. That might have helped. And, yeah. and the fact that a playoff game is always an electric atmosphere. Yeah, was, I, I will say it was a good crowd. And We it were was, at the 14-inning uh, game against the Astros. They did, and they won that, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, because I, I, I remember messaging you saying, well, you picked a hell of a game to go to. Hell yeah. It was a good time. Like, you know, that's the thing. We're not shitting on the ballpark. It's still a good time. I'd recommend going if you're definitely in Cleveland, but it did just, uh, kind of feel like a creative, a creative like, park or I something. I felt like for a franchise with that much history, they were, they're kind of scrapping to get their identity yeah. because where it's all changed now. I had, uh, yeah. so to me, um, Cleveland should have so much character in that stadium. I mean, because they're, they're an older ball club, you know, I mean, so they should have the hit. They have the history there on their side. Phil, I apologize that we had uh, our internet died and we had to go out and feed the hamster and make sure that wheel was running. And yep, you know, that uh, that that's how the internet works in West Virginia for those people who don't know. But we're we're back, and I I felt bad because we're asking about your guardians and whatnot, and I I, I didn't want to let that go completely. So just uh, you know, you're talking about the bullpen getting the pitching right now. So are they going to do that? What's next? You're going to feel like and. Do, do they, I mean, everybody's still young, right? Like they, they have everybody yeah. under control still, don't they? Pretty much. They either under control or they got Jose signed to the team friendly contract. I think they need a hitter or two. I would, I'd like, I think Quan can handle center. He's defensively really good in left. He's got the wheels to handle center. He's a good leadoff hitter. So maybe Miles Straw has to, is the odd man out, much as I like his defense. And then you get somebody in left who can hit. So this this would be a a question for you. Do you have anybody that you would like to see him target? Like just any upcoming people that's on your radar at all or not there yet? I'll tell you the one that has was kind of, at least for a while, run off, run out of town on a rail uh, with Cincinnati was uh, Senzel. Now he cannot play full time, but if you paired him up, with Brennan, who can't hit left-handers to save his life, the one thing Senzel does really, really well is he hits left-handers. So you could work some sort of platoon out there because Oscar Gonzalez just didn't hit anybody this year. Much as I wanted him to, much as I love the SpongeBob, he didn't. I haven't looked at the full time, but I mean, this team has a deep, deep farm system, they, and they do. And I'm still mad that they didn't loosen up some of that farm system and get Murphy instead of the Braves behind the plate. I know they got Bo Naylor and he's got to the future, but I, dang, he would look good in a Guardians uniform for a year or two. I, 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 bet, I bet so. Uh, I, I I hear you on the Sinzel thing too, but yeah, he's just, he was this hot prospect, but you're right, he can't play. Can't play every day. Can't stay on the field. He, he uh, might need a change of scenery. I don't know. He he hits lefties even now, so that that'd be a low cost kind of plug and play, but they need a full time player besides that. They got half a right fielder, one outfielder in Quan, but if you move him to center, you can get any number of players for the left handed. Why did why did my thumbs up just do that? Did I make a gesture apparently? I don't know, but uh yeah, you're uh 
You're exciting. Uh, I don't I'm know, excited about maybe what I just said. Maybe there's people listening and they're giving us a thumbs up. I don't know. Oh, okay, I think cool. it happened. <laughs> Probably yeah. not. Uh, all right. So I, I know you're big into your Cavaliers as well. So just any thoughts on the upcoming season as far as uh, what, what can people expect? So I just saw this, and I think it was in The Athletic, that rated all the NBA teams on their postseason acquisitions. And in number two was the Cavaliers, which surprised me a little. I didn't think it was that great. I mean, they brought in a couple outside shooters, and that's where the Knicks were able to shut shut them down was they just collapsed in there and nobody – they didn't have anybody to hit the three. They brought in a couple of those guys, and they said – the other credit they gave them was they didn't, like, burn the franchise down because they lost to the Knicks. They they kept the core together. So hopefully another year with some guys that can hit the three. I just read they signed Tristan Thompson. I'm not sure what that does for them. but Nostalgia, man. Just He's going to put butts in the seats. <laughs> Is he still uh, with the Kardashian or no? You, you said, uh, you said no thoughts way. in my mind went I, there. Well, I mean, naturally so. I mean, I, but I, I don't think so. They they turn over. Uh, that's a revolving door. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't have possibly lasted that. Because no, I feel like I heard that like at least five years ago. So there's no chance. There ain't no way. Ain't no way. No way that's happening. So, all right. Well, hey, t- tell me, uh, you, you, whenever we uh, lost our internet there, you were admiring your uh, memorabilia there. So remind everybody yes. if, uh, if I forgot or if anybody else has, what's, what's, what do you got? What's your most prized, oh. prized oh. one hanging up there? Oh boy. They, I like them all. The, uh, I added Frank Robinson to the autograph bat collection this year. So you got Frank really? Hank and Willie Mays. In so the bat. Tell, tell me how you went and, and got a Frank Robinson autograph bat. I found him in a, uh, antique store. You just found had, it in an antique store. They had a bunch of autograph memorabilia with the certificates and everything. I said, what's the deal here? He goes, well, the guy who ran the store died and we picked up all his stuff. So it wasn't a terrible price for a Frank bat. Mm. Um, so they got Fowler up there, Sabathia, Jim Tomey. Uh, there's a Cal Rupkin ball. Just cause I, I, I like Tommy, man. I, like, I always did. I don't know why he was just that, that, Big, you know, first baseman power hitter. Just I don't know. I always liked Tommy. Yep, yep. He was awesome. So yeah, that's. Oh, and this one is a special find because it's got Gaylord Perry's autograph on it, and they didn't they didn't know what they had. They were like, "Oh, it's got Orlando Cepeda and some other guy." I'm like, <laughs> you "Don't recognize the G and the P and the Y? It's Gaylord Perry. Come on, hey, anyway. man. Hey, take take your wins where you can get them. That's what Absolutely. it's all about." All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to go do the rest of the show with my fellas here, but, uh, I, I gotta bring up one last thing and I, I'm just, cause I'm curious on how you feel about it. This is the first year the Browns broke out that midfield logo with the elf and your old Jamar Chase got in trouble for running his mouth a little bit. Uh, and then, but he stood by it at the end of the game. He said, I, yeah. I got a, my ass got whipped by some elves. Uh, how, yeah. how, do, how does, uh, Browns, uh, nation like that logo? How do you feel about it? Well, okay. So he pushed us into liking it more than we did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because I I know it was their logo in the '40s or whatever. I don't like it. Why the hell you couldn't put a bulldog out there, the red dog, or the I'm sorry, the orange dog and everything? That's a whole lot better than an elf. That's my personal opinion. I know there's a few Browns fans that would agree with me on that. Yeah, it looks that, like a Keebler elf. I'm just yeah, saying. yeah. It's like God. All of a sudden, I want some cookies. Um, e so, E L fudge. Those were yeah. E L fudge. Yeah. So I'm up in the milk. It's good. Again, if they win the Super Bowl this year or something, I'll love that elf. I'll love him to death. <laughs> that would I'll be like, it. you could never get rid of it then. You'd no, have to have no. it forever. 
in Brownie we trust, baby. But no, it I when they came up with that, I was hoping they would go with the dog. Yeah, the dog would be better, but that's okay. Hey, at least it's got some historical value to it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, if they win the Super Bowl, you got to get the elf tattooed. That's all there is to it. All right, I came this close to getting a Chief Wahoo tattoo in 2016. That would have been awesome. I'm yeah, sorry they, that didn't happen. Uh, so am I. They hit that grand slam, or no, not the grand slam, but he hit Rajai Davis, hit that home run to tie it. And I'm like, okay, I got to put my money where my mouth is. Uh, but was that to be? Uh, I I feel for you on that one. I, I I with that I don't know where to go. That that took me down because I'd love for that Chief Wahoo tattoo. That could be on your profile pic instead of the glamour shots by Deb that we saw there. But hey, whatever AI'll do for you, yeah, I, I love it. You're looking good, Phil. I appreciate you taking time out and talking to us today. And uh, man, appreciate you helping reining in all the nonsense in uh, the the social media world that we got. So uh, thanks for stepping up and being a moderator. My pleasure. It's it's right. entertaining. I'll give you that. <laughs> it, it's it's fun to watch the crazies go crazy, Phil. That's that's yes, all sir. I would say. All right, brother. Till next time. Have a good one. You guys, have a great one. Thanks again. Don't forget to follow us on all forms of social media: YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll keep bringing you new content wherever you get it. Special recognition to Mr. Brown's Labor of Love, a growing Facebook group, America's pastime for the love of baseball. There, hundreds of former big league players, umpires, managers, announcers, and writers interact with our fans to talk all things baseball. Make sure you find our other Facebook groups as well and give them a like, a follow, and a subscribe to We Don't Know Sports on all platforms. All right, is our, is our Thursday night game on yet? Has anything happened yet? Biggie on fumble while we were uh, doing doing the interview there. Eagles muffed the punt, but they fell on. It's 3 nothing Philly halfway through the first. All right, so we get, we got to keep an eye on that as uh, things unfold. But we definitely want to get in uh, week one. Everybody's overreacting. But before we do that, just uh, uh, the Dion hype is still in overdrive. Uh, you know, what happened is what we thought would happen. Nebraska's not a very good team. They made it close for a while, but then uh, Colorado opened up a can. 36-14 final. Nebraska's got a couple years rebuild worth to go. Matt Rule's a good coach. Why can Dion do it so much quicker? He kills it in the portal. Kids want to play for him. That shows you right there with Dion, with less coaching experience than Matt Rule. has already showed him he's better at it than he is. Yeah, like Biggie said last week, I don't think Dion coaches. I mean, not in the way you think. Dion, to me, is the guy – like, he knows like football, no but college. he doesn't X and O it. He's like a GM, essentially. Yeah, he gets good coaches underneath him to X and O it. Less hands-off than Saban is? Because Saban's yeah, like Saban that. gets into it on the defensive side. He, he's always been a CEO. You just remember, that's the road to redemption. Whenever someone gets fired, they, Offensively, they're there. He's been completely hands-off for about 10 years. Defensively, Saban's still into it. Dion, get, I'm yeah, not so sure. You're you're probably right about that. Because when defense. the game started to change and he couldn't run it down people's throats, that's when he started hiring Lane Kiffin and said, "Just do whatever." Mm. I get all five stars, make them work. Man, Lane Kiffin be on the sidelines with his hands up in the air shortly after the snap because he already knew what his play called was a touchdown. Man, that was back when they were just dominating people. But man, they Clemson so, and Alabama have taken big steps back, have they not? 
one more thing. Oh, on you got to talk about Dion more. I just want to see one other thing. Did you guys see the Colorado State head coach? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Where he, what did he say? No, he just said, I was, I don't know. The, I was raised. I was raised to uh, take off, when I talk to an adult, take off my glasses and my hat. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's. Uh, well, I've wondered about this because last year at the. Uh, they they about to get got. Well, they were gonna, yeah, they were gonna get God anyway. And now it's personal. Whatever the spread was, it just went up about a. Take the over. Ah, <laughs> uh, last year Dion was on like ESPN during the uh, Final Four playoff thing or whatever. Yeah, and he had sunglasses on on the set, so I just assumed he has some type of sensitivity to light. Nah, man, it's is prime that true time. or is he just okay? I don't know. Does he? I thought he had a light sensitivity with his eyes because he was wearing them on the set. Dude, are we? Are we? Can we get our crack research team on that? Is that what's happening right now? Hell yes. Oh, I, I would guess too, but I don't really care. Like you do, you do, you pal. Like it's fine. I don't. What I care. I didn't say you did, Biggie. I'm just. We just is, wanted uh, to say how we felt. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to know if that's the reason or if it's just how he does it. Now, I don't care if he does it. I just – where he was indoors, it was uh, – gosh darn it. It was, uh, it was the Georgia whoever came in the semifinal last year, and he had him on, and I just thought that he had uh, sensitivity to light. Like Bono. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did he always play with the visor when he was in the NFL? No. With or without these glasses, <laughs> we're going to win Colorado State. <laughs> it's going to be bad. Uh, that's that's a big game out there, though. Don't they play it at Mount High? Is that at Denver? Or it used to. In Vesco Field, whatever it's called. They might be playing it there at the state rivalry. Mm. I think they used to. That was in Boulder, but I'm not sure. I don't know. So I, I we'll covered that on the I, I wanted to. I, wanted to. I don't know if you heard or not, but Dion ha- did have a rebuttal. He says, I'm a grown man, Sanders said in his weekly coach's show Thursday in Boulder. Don't tell me what I'm supposed to wear and what, I'm, what I don't supposed to wear, please. <laughs> well, I'm glad we settled this. I'm glad that's uh, the level of college football. I, I don't think that had anything to do with the sensitivity to light. Uh, <laughs> Done made it personal. What if what if he's just holding that close to the vest? Like one I'm day telling you. he's going to wait for all these haters and he's going to pull it out like, y'all were hating a blind man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? No. Like, uh, hey, you want to watch somebody what's his get name? murdered? Oh, Bigsby? <laughs> Clayton Bigsby. Watch this. <laughs> what? Why are we going there? <laughs> what just happened? The NFL just happened. Watch this. Keep watching. Harry the Hitman comes in. He does Harry the Hitman things. Oh, they cut it off. Uh, All right. right. So we're going to get to the NFL in a second, but I got to ask you, uh, I brought up Alabama and Clemson. So are are you worried if you're a fan of either? Like, or did they just lose to some good teams? I've been this all week with you, so I'll just go ahead and do (laughs) it here. Texas is better than what they have been. Whether or not they're back remains to be seen. Alabama has fallen because what is going to happen this year is going to happen for the first time. Nick Saber's tenure at Alabama, which has lasted over this is his 16th season there, I believe. This will be the first time they went three straight years without being national champions. Mm. You want to know why this is the first time? 
Look at the list of quarterbacks that have come out of there. Tua, first-round pick. Jalen Hurts, second-round pick. Mack, first-round pick. Bryce Young, number one pick. Who are they running out there against Texas? <laughs> that's that's Clemson's problem too, isn't it? Yep. They, they ain't got no quarterbacks. So the difference between Alabama and Clemson to me is Alabama is still going to win 10 games because Nick Saban is that guy. But what is the theory you've always had with college coaches and quarterbacks, Chad? Uh, that's, uh, that's how they get their success, man. They can be a wolf in sheep's clothing because uh, – you know, they've always been gifted with that guy. So here's the problem. You know, like you said, they're going to still win 10 games, but it's that's such a step back for them because instead of being a lock for the four-game play-in, now they're like 5-6 seed waiting, maybe hoping things break they're their way. They're not going to be complaining about that the expanded is, playoffs. That is not their bread it's and butter. step back for Right. Them. So, I mean, it, this is a different level for Alabama football for sure. You it's know, weird to see. You know what's crazy, though? Like, in the SEC, you still got Texas A&M spending all that damn money, and Jimbo, he should get fired, right? Like, that's a – Hey, you can coach us next year. Would you take a WVU if you fire Neil Brown and Jimbo Fisher? Is that the guy you get? I'd be fine with that. <laughs> but he does get – I would, too. He is going to get fired, though, right? Yes. Like, how, how are you – Dude, they gave him $70 million. <laughs> for for seven wins. I, <laughs> so, what would you do, Chad? I mean – I don't. I'm not the guru here for WVU, but Jimbo Fisher is obviously an established name. Would you go for another young coach? Ah, no. I mean, I would like to see us spend money, and I, I'm just just purely speculating because he's not even fired yet. He probably will be. But I mean, we'll probably if they hired him, you'd be fine with it instead of yeah. going like to a younger guy. Yeah, I'd rather get a well-established guy. You know, I'd be 110 percent behind it, and here's why: you can look at Jimbo Fisher as the guy who wasn't able to out-recruit the other Texas schools or out-pay them and compete in the SEC. Or you can look at Jimbo Fisher as the guy that Florida State said, hey, Bobby, this is your last year because Jimbo's going to leave because he's the coach and waiting. Jimbo came into Florida State, won national title, played in another playoff. He is a proven winner with West Virginia roots. You'd be crazy not to like him as your next head coach. What if we could just hire Warren Buffett? Well, I guarantee you we hire Warren Buffett. <laughs> we win or Dion's going <laughs> to win a Colorado. That's how you win. That's why Dion's winning. <laughs> but uh, so Jimbo's probably fired. That that's that's long and short of that. Then but the other side going back to Clemson, you know, in the ACC, you also saw Florida State look pretty damn good and Miami, who's the one that put the hurting on Texas A&M. So is the ACC kind of up a little bit? Are we are we getting excited about ACC football? Are we? A, is this a hot tub time machine? Where are we back to the nineties? Florida State and Miami. Man, the smoke's coming are they out back? of the tunnel. Yeah, it felt weird because all I'm of a sudden we're I back. I was like fifteen again. <laughs> Bobby Bowden over there, and you got Dennis Erickson, and then Butch Davis, and the U, baby. The U. If Texas is back, the U is back. But all those three schools are good for college football. Throw in a little bit of Duke, and it's out of control. They are, yes, they're great for college football. It's good if they're doing well. It raises the level. We need more than the SEC. Absolutely. Before we move on from college football, I have this question for you. If FSU is not indeed, in fact, back with Mike Norvell and Dion, who played for FSU, does his thing at Colorado for a couple of years, does FSU go and poach him? I don't I don't know if uh, – Does he want to coach Is Dion loyal to FSU? He, I, I'm not – I'm just curious. I don't know. It's big time D1 football. I mean, Colorado's going to have to promise a boy the moon and everything. But uh, I'm going to tell you this right now. Dion goes where he's going to get paid. Yeah. And, and wherever that is, it, that's where Dion It might be going. Florida State, but I'm not saying there's, there's no hometown discount. 
I don't see him being at Colorado, Colorado more than a year or two. It depends on how good this year goes. I think he's at Colorado. Once his can, when can his son go pro? That's not his son, is it? I thought it was Shadir. his. I thought it was his nephew. Shadir Sanders. That's his son. I yeah. swear to God, I read it was his nephew. It's his son. I, I was thought. <laughs> yeah, I was told it was his son. He's got two sons that play on the team. Now I gotta. I make sure. But uh, anyway, I think he's transferred once already. So is he a sophomore, or junior? Uh, well, with the year out, he'd probably be a redshirt sophomore. Yeah, I mean, he came from Jackson State. Right? Yeah. So, can he go pro this next year or the year after? Because that's how long Dion stays. Either way, it's not going to be longer than a year or two. Yeah. Period. He's gone. He's moving on. Yeah. You're I'm a dumbass. I don't know. Somebody told me that crap about it being a cousin or a nephew, I mean. But I'm sorry, everybody. That was probably a seller dweller. <sighs> Damn um. it. Derailed everything with my dumbassery. Do you guys watch Monday Night Football? Oh, my God. So I see Aaron Rodgers running out of there with the American flag, and they had the uh, police lady police officers sing national anthem. Dude, I was goosebumped up. I'm 42. I could have went out there and let somebody hit me. And he has one of the special handshakes walking out to the field with one of the Paul the brothers. Yeah. I want a special handshake. Yeah. He walks that- out there. Like, we were so pumped for that game. And then all the sale is let out after the first series, and you're like, really? I don't care that the Jets still won. That's not what I've watched. Yeah, I don't, it was I didn't an want amazing to watch game. Wilson. Amazing game, but it's not what you signed up right. for. It sucks. He, he did say, all right, torn Achilles, he's out for the year. He said, I'll, I'll rise again or some stupid you know, shit like that. But He's the Phoenix now. All right, before we, before we get into it's all It's like Batman Begins. Before we get into or the NFL. No, Dark Knight Rises, sorry. Can, can we just agree that week one, you can't overreact to anything you see in week one? According to our football group, absolutely, you can overreact. Oh, my God. What is wrong with people? I just want to say I said the Jets were going to suck anyway, so that is not an overreaction. No, you're fine. But but you know what I'm saying for me. Here's here's the thing. So we do our power rankings preseason (laughs) without one game played. Right. You're picking your teams. You know it's subject to change. But I'm sorry. We all know at worst-case scenario, worst case, that KC is no lower than a five on a power ranking. I don't care that they lost week one. We all know that if they lined up today, Vegas would say KC's winning this game. Right. So <clears throat> Absolutely. quit being an idiot. Yeah, and it's not like we're looking strictly at the Vegas odds, but no, I but think you, our ideology aligns with that. Exactly. You know, it's like, who who would I pick going forward? Right. Who's going to be a better team? And and the thing is, like, I, I think there are some things that happen in week one that I, I think are foolproof. Like, I, I, think, um, I think the Bills, to Mongo's point – they, they might still have some issues. Maybe they do take a step back. I know it's one game, but, man, how do you come out and throw that many interceptions? Here's the thing with Josh Allen. I have this thing going with buddy of mine, Jeremy Glazer, big Bills fan, Ryan Bruckle. He loves to do the draft. He knows who's going to be what and who's going to be who. And we've been all <laughs> over Josh Allen. And Josh Allen was uh, calling Kyle Hurts head at best the last three years in football until Brian Dayball left. There's Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the league, and then it's Josh Allen. What happened last year, Brian Dayball became the head coach of the New York Giants. From that point on, Josh Allen has the most turnovers in the league. It's like when Mike Tyson lost Customato. It's like when Tiger Woods lost uh, his swing coach, Butch Harmon. There's no one there to correct him. He's going downhill on a fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, that, I buy all that. Like, I believe that gospel. Are you buying it? 
like the way he presented it, I have no reason not to. I felt like what just happened was was an old school where Will Ferrell blacked out yeah. in that political debate against James <laughs> Carwell. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I, I, what happened? I blacked out. And he was, that was amazing. What's your rebuttal? He said it perfectly well. Uh, uh, there is no rebuttal. Yeah, uh, that's said. what Biggie just said. So, so I agree with everything. Yeah, you just I, said. I can't can't dispute any of that. Uh, I, all right. So what about the Niners? Did they solidify how you felt about them? I feel like it did for me. I, I like it. I like anytime I see Purdy on the field and do what he does as a quarterback makes me think yeah. better of that team. Because He's got I, such control. I know who team. McCaffrey is. I know who their defense 23 is. Twenty three carries with McCaffrey. Like they didn't. They didn't. No, care. They, they didn't baby him at all week one. <laughs> But uh, you know who those guys are. The more Purdy's under center, the more I feel confident about the Niners. Like, is Brock Purdy that guy? Brock Purdy's pretty damn good. He fell in the perfect position for his talent. Look, he was an Iowa State guy. We know that he's a competent college quarterback. How he ended up being this story where, you know, he's Mr. Real Relevant. If he'd have been drafted in the fifth round, nobody would have been shot. Dude, it's a movie. It is a movie, but I'm so glad for Niners fans because they sure as fuck whiffed on Trey Lance. <laughs> and then they get Brock Purdy Dallas later in the draft, now. right? And then they say, completely save their ass in the same draft right. by getting Purdy. Hey, for every secured, strikeout, so. you might hit a home run. Yeah, right? there you go. <laughs> this goes back to the Bill Parcells thing when he was coaching and also when he was GM. When he was drafting a quarterback, he wanted him to be in college for three years and starting for at least two or in college for four years with at least three years starting. He wanted someone who had done it for a while before he drafted him. Look at Brock Purdy. They took him the last pick in the draft. Look, he started three – no, he started freshman year with Iowa State, played four yeah. years there. Trey Lance, who went, what, second or third in the draft, he played one year at freaking North Dakota State, and he got right. the second pick in the draft. Look how that worked like out. We, we hate right. on uh, Anthony Richardson for playing one year at, And I can't uh, believe Biggie Florida. just brought up that alma mater there. The that North, hurts me to hear him say that. North Dakota State. Yeah, that that's your roots, man. It hurts. All right. Rub some salt in the wound. Why yeah, don't I mean, he's. I can't believe he brought it up. I, I'm, I feel like he. That's like nice last up. week when I I'll said Patrick here. Mahomes should retire as the greatest quarterback ever. I don't want to say it, but the realist in me has to the say it. The trajectory is undeniable. Yeah. It is what it is. But, uh, you know, we're talking about the football group. and My biggest. Like, sorry. Uh, go ahead. My biggest takeaway from week one is. All this love and anticipation for Aaron Rodgers on Monday Night Football. And look nah. what Jordan Love went out and did. Jordan, so that's what I mean. Like, are you buying they that? own the Bears. Are you buying that, though? I want to see that again from him because they always I'm the telling Bears. you, though, no, but to me, like, call I, it. I thought the Bears bet Bears. Bears. They could have won. Bears. Like, if the Bears would have ran out of there on a two-touchdown win, it wouldn't have surprised me. Yeah. Because it's Jordan Love in his first career, the man – but you no, know, so but call you Packers, guys call call it right now though both of you like is that sustainable is that what we're going to see all year a, a similar thing or is or is that a one off is it them winning by that score sustainable just, just his Jordan performance here's what I'm gonna say him, him playing clean at a high here's level what I'm gonna say I think now that the Packers will finish second in that division off you're making that behind call the, behind the Lions okay I think that he can continue to play good football. <sighs> Here's the thing with the Pack. It's just like Rodgers. He sat for a few years. If the Packers luck into another franchise quarterback, I'm going to lose my. It mind. can't happen. No. I'm 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 saying I'm like, saying I won't this is an anomaly. Shocked if he has a really good season, it'll be like three quarterbacks for I, fifty years. I don't think <laughs> yeah. he will. I mean, the best the best thing he ever did in football in his career was his sophomore year in college. Like, 
I'm just not a believer, and I I think it's just the Bears and the Packers. I yeah, I want I need to. I couldn't give I think you the an Bears honest answer on Jordan Love for like another. I don't know. Two or Biggie three really weeks. had a lot of faith in Justin Fields. Oh, it's coming. I mean, but that's you just talking <laughs> fantasy, though. I know, but but he's like, got to be balling man, out to like be the, close. The Bears Here's look the bad. Thing, Kyle Hurd said this. Bad. Said this the best. I was listening to him today. Bad. He said. If you swap Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields is in runner for a league MVP. Bullshit. Because you put him with that talent? No. No. Oh, get out of here. Justin Fields is talented. We're here with Skip Bayless takes now? Is that what's happening? That's how you get famous. No. I want to get famous for being a moron. They pay me either way. I, 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 I got I paid to yeah, need not to read. You make an interesting point, Biggie. <laughs> yes. Uh, once again, I have no rebuttal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I think that Fields is actually – I think he's uberly talented. But what you saw opening day, you're going to see half the season because they got a defensive head coach, and they, they've improved players. They have improved coaching. And I think that for borderline players, coaching makes a difference in how far you go. Brock Purdy on the Niners, he'll be a pro bowler this year probably. Brock Purdy for the Cardinals, what's he going to do there? Um, so, he got chilly in here. Some players are Damn. just good. Other players get in the it's right It's just your balsa wood bones over my, there. My balsa wood is not yeah. insulating me well. Yeah. Oh. Get some meat on them bones, boy. I'm getting excited over here. <laughs> you know, we were talking about Aaron Rodgers earlier, and uh, I, I meant to slip this in there and just forgot my mind. The memes have been great, by the way. Yeah. Back to the NFL draft. My favorite one was Mr. Miyagi. Me too. Yeah. Me and Ryan Breckel always watch the draft together. Bone we get hammer. way too far into it. Um, during the draft, the Patriots had the 14th pick, and they were taking a corner. The next pick was the Jets, who wanted an offensive lineman. Bill Belichick said, I'll give up the corner I want, trade this pick to the Steelers to take that offensive lineman because fuck the Jets. And he even <laughs> took a worse deal to do it, and he admitted it the next day. Patriots traded down in the 2023 draft of the Steelers to block the Jets from selecting offensive tackle Broderick James. Jets offensive tackle Dwayne Brown, age 38, missed a block on the play that ended Aaron Rodgers' season. Boom! Wow. I almost <laughs> cut him off. I was like, where is he going with this story? Bill Belichick, <laughs> mastermind. He set it up all along, cost him their season. That's amazing. They don't. They don't do it with Darnold, do they? The hoodie, or the not genius. Darnold, but uh, Wilson. I can't remember their QB now. The Zach, Wilson. Zach Wilson's yeah. mom. Um, that that was uh, that was a one off. Yeah, yeah. All right. What about? Uh, well, that game uh, too had four Josh Allen turnovers and a punt return touchdown for the win. So I mean, come on. Uh, you you didn't get a chance to join on the uh, interview there, but just your thought of the other very lopsided game that was kind of surprising, Cleveland and Cincinnati. How did you feel about that one, Biggie? You want to hear it again? The, the, I'm giving the him his due to say Cleveland. No, I don't want to hear it again. The victory for Cleveland didn't surprise me. Cleveland's played them really well. What have they won six of the last seven against them or something like that? Uh, they're they're one and six now. Okay. The the way that they just kicked that dick in blew me away. <laughs> I, I wasn't optimistic. Joe Burrow, your wide receivers talking about them being elves. Deshaun Watson didn't look good last year. He didn't look good on that day. And they just – you got uh, – what's Miles Garrett out there? He's crossing guys over like he's going to the hole, blowing up your center. Dude, they just dogged you. We have, they have no run game. 
It was terrible. They couldn't do anything. And then Miles Garrett, for whatever reason, Miles Garrett, all pro, great player. But when he plays against Cincinnati, he is uh, Hall of Fame Miles Garrett. I love the photos just from the game. They're like so iconic looking. The way he's just standing above his opponents in the, the weather. He, he's that madman. I kind of like, I know you're not supposed to like like players on other teams. I like Bryce Harper, so go ahead. Yeah, uh, I like Miles Garrett, and I like yeah. the fact that he does his tombstones in the yard and all that stuff. Like, he's a guy any any fan would want on their team, period. Yeah. It just happens to be on one of your better rivals. Yeah. It is what it is. But, I, but it, you know what? I know every time going in, it's probably like how – AFC East guys felt against like Bruce Smith. Or well, that's how, how I feel about know. my homes, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> He's I'm just like, ah, that's, that's our kryptonite is Miles Garrett. But I don't know. What else? Uh, you, you believing in the Rams at all? A- any other? Uh... Well, I got the Rams on a futures for 10 plus wins, so I'm glad they look good. Uh, <laughs> He's got time back to gambling. Hey, 1 800 Gambler, G A M B L R. Is there no E? Is that enough numbers? Gambler. <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. Okay. <laughs> what I was going to say is that one of the things that stood out for me from the weekend, because it's a West Virginia boy, and I loved it because I'd have done the same thing, was the thing that went viral of Aaron Donald coming unblocked and Geno Smith going, oh, my God, and he throws <laughs> what, what do you expect him to say? Well, I would have said the same thing. It's just you typically don't get that on a mic. Uh, they did. They They dominated them. I don't know. I, it's, so what about uh, this game tonight, Minnesota and Philadelphia? Like, Minnesota losing Dude, to Tampa? This is a huge game for the Vikings. They need to win this game. They go down 0-2 in the division. I think the Lions will win this weekend. Packers are going to be 2-0. You're digging out of a two-game hole in a division that you're expected to at least win or compete in. You won 13 games last year. Big game for them. And the, the, the Eagles, whether it's been Keenum versus Foles or Hurts versus – uh, cousins, the Eagles have just beat the hell out of them for the last five years. Every time they play, <laughs> they you know? they did blow them out last year, didn't they? Twenty four seven last year wasn't even that close. Uh, NFC title game two three years ago, they beat them pretty bad, thirty eight to ten or something like that. All right, so here's I got two questions from week one as far as uh, overreaction, underreaction, that sort of thing. The Dolphins two or through for four sixty six. That offense looked just untouchable. If Tua stays healthy, is that the Dolphins all year? I mean, not going to be all year. I mean, that's impossible to maintain. Well, I mean, not like the 66, like, but they put up 36 I feel like the Chargers points. defense is just – It is terrible. Like, they it's have these shit. big contracts and big names, but they just uh, don't stop people. If I had a bet right now, I would say the Dolphins win between 10 and 12 games. Okay. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with you. They Same showed count. a stat or something. That That's just where I'm at. That, like the you can believe me. Having Tyreek Hill in fantasy, so, I love so it, they baby. Showed, they showed a stat like the three fastest routes ran Sunday. Two of or three out of the four top four were done by um, Tyreek or Wado. I mean, that, that's it's not just Tyreek. That whole offense just hums. No, it's like, dynamic. It, it's they're fun to watch. I mean, it's like I don't know maybe. Maybe they're like the Golden State Warriors of the NFL right now. They're just going to be fun to watch. And I think it's an amazing thing to see because Mahomes is clearly the best quarterback and Tyreek's arguably the best receiver. They part ways, right? Is it is it Mahomes? Is it Tyreek? He goes down to Miami and has even been better yeah. than he was with Kansas City. No wonder he likes Tua. Yeah, these numbers amazing. are good. His contract's going to like it too. So it's a win-win for both. And like they're both just ballers, man. And then 
My two other questions are uh, Dallas wins 40 nothing. Is that a reflection of yeah, a I'm Dallas glad you team asked that. with no Callum Moore? All their points came off defense almost. Uh, or a reflection of how bad the Giants are? I don't, I don't think the Giants can be that bad. I think it's just a one-off game. I don't think you can take too much away about either team in that one. I, that's what I thought. I thought division rivalry got a little out of hand. Neither team is that good or that bad. I, I look at it like the Bengals and uh, Browns game. You know, I mean, not not surprised it happened, but I think both teams are probably going to be fine. But I think Dallas is going to be a contender for that division. But I think Philly still takes it. Yeah, and then, uh, see, I do, I do think the Giants are going to be the worst team in that division. They might I, I think the Redskins, I'm still calling them that. Um, they're going to be better see, than the I, I just uh, can't get behind the Redskins. I'm just saying. I'm, that's where I, that's my prediction. Giants, Redskins. Mm. No, and then, I, I and got then you. And we'll go uh, Cowboys and Eagles. That's where I'm at. Um, so Cowboys first? No, Cowboys then Eagles. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. The, the order you said it, yeah. it gave me pause. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> – Got to validate. I had one other question. It's in Chad's division, and it's a uh, true or false. The Steelers are as bad as they looked nope. Sunday. No, nope. the Ravens are better than they looked. I, th- I think both. Yes, both those statements are true. The Ravens are better than they, they looked, and the uh, Steelers are better than they looked. Uh, I, so, they, outside perspective, again, Baltimore, ten eleven wins. Pittsburgh, seven eight wins. Ooh, that would if it were seven or eight, that would be the first losing season in Mike Tomlin's coaching. I don't know. I, I think we see that this year. He that division's that tough. Okay. It is, but like the floor is not that low, right? But the ceiling's not as high as some of the other. No, because we had people here at our fantasy drafts that's trying to tell me the Steelers are going to win twelve games, and I said you're out of your fucking mind. More like seven or eight. Yeah, I mean, barring barring injuries right. and things like that. Yeah. So before we move off the NFL, I got one other thing in mind here. So, uh, Raiders Broncos Raiders win seventeen sixteen. Sean Payton era opens with an onside kick. First play of the season ends up uh, not working out well for him. He did that in the Super Bowl. Yeah, back with the Saints. <laughs> He's got balls. Yeah, He's we were watching that balls. here. Is that an omen for your Raiders, a good start to the season, or is that just a one-off? I still think the Raiders win eight, nine games, and I don't give a shit what happened week one. Yeah, that's kind of how I looked at that game, too, was just, you know. I mean, I'm glad they won. <laughs> yeah. Because I can be like, oh, I'm in cool. In the win column, it's good, but it doesn't mean anything. Because... I have no faith in Jimmy Garoppolo staying healthy, <clears throat> and Hoyer's not going to lead me anywhere. Aiden O'Connell's a good QB. Who? Who the hell is Aiden O'Connell? He's going to be the guy playing after Jimmy gets hurt. Who, who like is that? I've never heard of this guy. Play for Purdue. That's Neil O'Donnell. Purdue. Son. Is it really? Slings it all over the field. Oh, well, if he's anything like Neil O'Donnell. Who? who, who <laughs> I don't know if he's throwing picks in the Super Bowl. Larry Brown's the MVP. You said it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who wins more games this year? My Patriots or your Raiders? The Raiders. Didn't we talk better. about this last week? No, I already bet Biggie yeah. on this. Me did and Biggie. No, no. Yes. No, we didn't. Oh, no, no, we didn't. I thought we did. Me and Biggie talked about it personally. Man. Wow, I imagined okay. it. Yeah. Um, it feels so real to me. I'm I'm saying my Patriots go ten and seven this season. There's no no chance in hell. No chance. All right, so the bet is who has more wins at the end of the season? Raiders or Patriots? I think we, we need to come up with something here. Mm. Can we get some of them illegal packy chips? So we're agreeing no. right now. I just now. killed a kid. <laughs> right now we're agreeing it's really whichever one of our teams wins more games, right? That's your agreement? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay, let's come up with a bet. It doesn't have to be tonight. Just none, none of that packy chip thing. Mm. I'll shave my head. Would you now? Yeah. 
Let's okay. think of some. Let's think of some punishments. Shave or, your and eyebrows. We'll, we'll come up with it. All right. Is that fair? Yes. Chad can be the final decider because he's no. a neutral party. Maybe we can we can put a poll. Put a poll out. out yeah, there. we can get some ideas. But I ain't doing. I ain't gonna tattoo and shit. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's, it's not that friendly. serious. This is very friendly. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll work it out. But we're gonna let these yeah. these jackals in uh, NFL's life uh, right. give us some ideas. May God have mercy on our souls. <laughs> All right, so you know, wrapping up, we're getting ready to head over and do the uh, NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks, and I got to say, I, I feel pretty good how we all finished five hundred or better for Week One. Good Week One. Remember last there was year? So much uncertainty last Week One this year. Yeah. So uh, I, you know, getting ready to do, you know, number two. I'm feeling a little better about it. So uh, how are you guys? You feel like uh, it's easier to figure it out now? You, you think you got what you need? I know I'll be good enough to beat you, Bigly, big, Bigly, Bigly, Wiggly. Big Probably wiggly. not. Bigly, Wiggly. Probably not. I can see the Biggie, but I'm better. I'm better All than right, you. So we're, you're just <laughs> fighting for second place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, smile on my face. Well, I don't know. My, my, Turbo Tommy's got your number, brother. That fucker. <laughs> he's not he here to defend himself. Stuff, and like he's older than us, and he's so like full of life, and it just pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, My question is this. The deal was this mask got worn by the person who finished last. Since we all, or a couple of us the, died. The purge AK, mask? Yeah. Who wears it? Well, it wasn't me because I finished ahead of, I know I was ahead of you. I was ahead I was of you. Eight eight. You were ahead of me? Uh, yeah, I was nine and seven. What I was nine and seven. Well, well I guess then I'm you're near the, the same. Then. Biggie's yeah, got to wear the mask. Wear all right. We're not he gonna was eight to, and eight. We can't hear him if he wears the mask. No, but it'll be fun <laughs> for us. You got to speak up. You got, just when you do your lone wolf, you got to put the mask on. No, I don't know. The mic's gonna pick him That's up. True. It's it's gonna hear me. That's true. He wouldn't. Yeah, it'll sound bad. We can cut a big hole out of it. <laughs> we'll Trust have to do me. that for next week. I'll do it like my Michael Myers mask. <laughs> So that that's that now that we've got the producing section done for the next show, uh, you you have uh, a question you want to ask about movies. Before we get into that, you know, wrestling news. Finally, the WWE merger with uh, what's the name of it? Endeavor. Endeavor. Is that that's the new name of it? I guess yep. I don't know, but I guess it finalized and now Vince McMahon's net worth was eight point three billion. Eight point three. And he bought the WWE for how much? $1 million. That's a hell of an investment. Why didn't we get into pro wrestling? <laughs> I think that Vince McMahon doesn't get recognized enough for just how great of an entrepreneur he was. He took a business that was largely regional. That's all it was, southeast, southwest. The territory days. And he poached the big wrestlers from every one and made his own organization. And he basically drowned the rest of them out until Ted Turner comes in with WCW and throws a bunch of money into it. And he wins that battle, too. They tell him, you can't be the WWF because you're fake. Okay, I'll be the WWE. That's fine. You like Vince. Oh, my God. He loves Vince. Could you Vince all day. <laughs> what about Vince with the mustache looking like an evil Walt Okay, Disney? so I love his whole family. <laughs> We really it, like Stephanie. The mustache Even Linda. Vince freaks me out a little bit. I won't lie. <laughs> what? What freaks you out? Mustache Vince. He freaks me out. <laughs> he yeah. does look weird. He looks yeah. like he should be in Germany in 1941. Well, it's not that type of mustache. I'm no, just saying. No. He's got a weird look let to me, him. Let me give you a better example. He looks like he should be a villain in There Will Be Blood. No clue what you're referencing. That's the one with uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. 
And the, he's the oil man. Come on, one of the best movies ever made, and you don't know what it is. That's a those listening will like that reference. So, <clears throat> Mr. Brown, I think we all agree on this. What's the greatest era of wrestling? Uh, the Attitude Era. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why is that even a question? Well, the reason I bring it up is that the Attitude Era came right after Monday Night Wars, and it was during. Well, during. Yeah, I was yeah. say I included but that all, together. So all that stuff ended in what oh two oh three somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah. They wanted to run for office. Then they went to DC. the no no they went ruthless aggression. <laughs> Twenty years later, he's still able to sell for multiple billions of dollars. Dude, get that man a high five. I mean, Dana White and Vince are cut from the same cloth, right? Dana White's badass. No, but they're both pioneers. Yeah. It is what it is. And they, and they both take all the money and don't pay their athletes. <laughs> yeah, what Dana White just did with the deal where they can't, or the UFC gets a percentage of whatever you do. That was a Vince McMahon it's movie. It's like yeah. Don King's oh, yeah, own company. Yeah, Don King with company. Yeah, remember uh, Mandy Rose had the OnlyFans or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, she, You're fired. You, Shut that down, pal. We, if we don't get money off your titties, nobody does. <laughs> I mean that's it's true though, and the whole it's time, the whole time he's settling a sixteen million dollars sexual lawsuit. Yes, <laughs> you can't make this shit up in professional wrestling. No, <laughs> so, I would say that Stephanie is my favorite big man, not Linda. And then Mine's it's Linda. Uh, and then it's Shane. O- no, and then it's Vince, and then it's Shane. O- yeah, everybody was making the references to Aaron Rodgers and Shane McMahon. Money, money, money. <laughs> I thought you meant no chance in hell. No, that's remember Vince. when he came out in the Royal Rumble yeah, yeah, and he, yeah. he ripped his uh Yeah, yeah, you're quad. right. Yeah, you're right. Here's the thing. <laughs> in that family, you got to rip a quad. Hunter did it. That's so Shane's weird. Done it. Vince did both his. Man, Trips, he's not in the uh, board of directors now. Really? When I they didn't did know the that. merger. He's on the outside looking in. He's still, Seriously? He's still head of creative, you know, allegedly. Wow. You know, just unless Vince is there. <laughs> I wonder, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't thing? know, and Stephanie's not working there anymore. She's okay. gone. Wow. Yeah, she got uh, furloughed. Dude, that's a big time change. Although, if you I'm look curious at where it, this goes from here. I know. If you built it to this point, Stephanie's got to be how old? Like 50? I know she oh, looks great, she but she's got to be 50. Hall pass. 50? Huh? 50. She has been a part of this. I'm going to say 47. I'm going to look it up. She's got to be ready to just enjoy her millions. Yeah, she's, she's up Sounds like 40s, billions. For sure. Shane O'Mac got into acting. He's been on 46. NCIS. 46. Good call. 46. Put some respect on that woman's name. I, know, I just know she's been super fucking hot for 25 years. <laughs> yeah. But she's been around since she was young. And remember, those re- she, and those wrestlers will tell you. Yeah, Macho Man found yeah. out. Yeah, yeah I empowered her when she was 14. You believe that? Wow. Do you think the macho man made love with Stephanie McMahon as a mind? Did he pull the Carl Malone? I'm sure he did, man. You've seen his promos. <laughs> Cream always rises to the top. It, it rises that night. I don't want him to be like Carl Malone. I think he is, though. I think hey, he would do anything that's great for that night. <laughs> he's, he's being honest. He's Randy Savage. we got to move this subject along because i got a lot of feelings on that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't want to take it to a dark place, but yes. they can all. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Right, Biggie? If a dog attacks a kid, <laughs> we kill the dog, right? Yes. But we let pedophili- pedophiles live? Unfortunately. Man, do you remember the do you remember the Larry Nasser uh, press conference or the sentencing? 
and that one dad. Do you remember that? This was, was this like two years ago? You know who Larry Nasser is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you don't know, he's the guy that uh, molested a bunch of, sexually assaulted a bunch of gymnastic, uh, U.S. gymnastics, and was it Michigan State? Michigan State. But uh, whenever they were doing the sentencing, you know, they have witnesses or whatever they can plead to the judge about the, the sentencing, and it was one of the dads and was just like, Judge, I'm just asking for five minutes alone in the room. And just like, get out of here with that. We're not, would you give me two minutes? And then she's just like, sir, if you another outburst like that, he's like, just one minute. We're going to have to hold you in contempt. He's like, well, I'll just do it now then. And he just darts across the courtroom and he tries to go get his hands on that guy. It was amazing. Would you not do that if you were that dad and it was your daughter? I feel bad for him because he couldn't do it. Like one of my favorite people. I know we shouldn't uh, want street justice, but I wanted it. I like street justice. (laughs) I like that. Okay. I'm not going to go any further into this other nastiest one question. Do you know who the Alaskan Alaskan mauler is? No, I do not. All right. I'll tell you off air. The Alaskan mauler. I think I seen him on 30 days of night, the movie. That sounds right. Barrow, Alaska. Yes. Mm. All right. So speaking of scary movies, you had a question about movies. What one as a child? I'm 42. How old are you, Chad? 41. Greg? Same. Brown? Same. Cheryl, how old are you? Cheryl's here. She's 39. This applies to you because arachnophobia was out when you were. Oh, you took my thunder already. Oh, wow. That was mine, and that's why I okay. mentioned it first. I'm sorry. What movie did you go to the theater as a child that like still freaks you out to this day? Like, when I have something brush against me, it's a breeze, it's a leaf. I think I got a giant spider on me. I'm going to die. <laughs> All right. So while Chad uh, gathers his thoughts, um, I'm going to go up the ring. The ring. That's, because, that was creepy. Uh, I was a young adult, and uh, we're sitting there watching it first first time at my mom's house. I think I'm in college or even. Yeah, I thought it was like senior. 2000, maybe. So I'm, I'm sitting there watching it, right? And the little girl comes out of the, the uh, well. The well right on the, on the video and she climbs through the tv and then like there's water coming through the tv first time i watched this we were watching it and right when she was climbing through uh right when she was climbing like from the well to you the power went out we're there, like, <laughs> it was me and my buddy we're sitting there on the couch and like i ain't moving at all so then it was like 10 seconds went by the power clicks back on we're like all right and then, remember those like old box TVs you would sit I, oh, on the floor and the, the TV room? come back on just static? Yeah, the TV came back on. It was like, that's fantastic. And I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> and then the phone rang. Yeah, <laughs> that, it, it, I'm seriously that happened to me, and I, I'm still scarred about it. Okay, me too. You know the thing? It's I real to me. Samara about that movie <laughs> and the aftermath of it. What was the thing that you would? What happened? You get that phone call in seven days. <laughs> so. Drew Sig, man, friend of the show, great guy. <laughs> We're getting uh, personal stories now. No, he did that to me. He called. <laughs> Whatever, I didn't know. He thought he was he talking to a ghost. And it, said, and it was from an unknown number, but I could tell it was his voice. He said, Seven You days. can tell it was him. <laughs> so what did you Very say? Distinctive what voice. did you say to Drew in response? to do to me he said oh it hit that hard i said yeah 
Uh, I have had time to collect my All thoughts right. about what's that. yours. So mine's also arachnophobia. That's why, oh. I, like, oh, wow. se- like seriously, big I, change of events I, I here. Was so uh, surprised that you would have the same thing. So I, I have a couple questions uh, about how how it scarred you for life. So for me, I don't have a problem with spiders in general, but really big ones like tarantulas they freak me the hell out. And if and like there were scenes in the movie where they showed like close ups of their eyes and their face. Like that shit drives me bonkers. Like it gives me the heebie-jeebies. And like that next year, like in science class, there was like a chapter, like cover page, and it was a giant ass picture of a spider's face. And like I would flip through the book, and that shit would just magically pop up and scare the shit out of me. So I ripped it out of the book, and I got in trouble because I defaced school property. But I couldn't look at that page anymore. It haunted me because so of that here's movie. the thing. The only movie I've ever been to that I couldn't finish was that movie. My dad took me to it with his girlfriend. And it had John Candy in it. And we got almost two-thirds of the way through the movie, and I couldn't do it anymore. Dude, you know. Now, I ended up watching it later. I'm going to tell you this right here. A spider itself, when I look at it and I see it before it sees me, not afraid of it. Watching that movie, how the fi- spider killed him. Yeah, and stuck they were aggressive. And then it came back and it like had a mind and killed all these Dude, people. Dude, they growled and shit. You, you've seen the movie Twister and like they said, sens- yeah, the tornado was coming yeah, just for me. They sensationalized the tornadoes. Like the tornadoes would growl and shit. They did the spiders like that. At yes. Us. They would go, like they're in the basement and it's like, <laughs> Mr. Brown can that? attest to this. When we were in high school at his mom's house, tell the Amanda goes in to do clothes, and there's a spider above the door going in, and she doesn't realize it until she goes in there, and everyone's freaking out, and I see it, and I get this big jar, and I'm like, I'll slam it over the spider and throw the lid on it, and I knew it, and that spider had like a thousand babies, right? Oh, no. Remember that. So oh, no. I did that. But at the same time, I, every night, like that spider and all of its eyes, and they were just, yeah. they were like big, and they were looking at me, and it was like up close and personal. And I, could, I don't know, it just bothered me. Dude. And it's because of that movie. It isn't because they showed a spider in it, because like I seen snakes in Indiana Jones, and I don't hate them. Those spiders, like, they give you a bio, and you looked into its eyes. It was so I was bad. 12, it screwed with me. Still does. I feel like this is therapy. <laughs> I'm not trying to be all anime just no. I don't say this stuff often so now it's coming out and we're going to have to wrap this up Chad he, Tend to Biggie we got to we got to take care of his feelings but he speaks for me <laughs> I know <laughs> we, we need to take care of our buddy now no he's taking care of me I feel better now <laughs> oh, you're right though I got I got to tell you this story oh it's like I gotta Would tell you, you said this. Yes, because if I go and I tell these guys, "Hey guys, I kind of spider scare me," they're yeah. like, hey, "Pussy." They <laughs> are. Now, if we talk about it here, everybody understands. I can't, and now I'm worried that you all know my weakness. Like it's a flaw. But like, I like I can't go to the zoo and be around like where the big spiders are. I don't want to see. It. I can't go to the pet store and see that. But there was one time I went to Mexico and I was like doing this thing where like we were working on this orphanage, right? And I was painting this house. They told me what building you're painting. And they're telling you, like, where you're at. So you're touring the, the compound. And they're like, this is your building, Chad, building three. And I walk around. And then they're like, hey, everybody, look at that. And I look up. And there was a fucking tarantula bigger than my hand, like, just stuck to the side of the building. But it was, like, nine feet in the air. And I was like, what? And then, like, the next day, they're like, well, you got to go paint the outside of that building. And I'm like, the one the spider was on? 
I have to paint that wall. So they put, they build this little scaffold so I can get to like the top of the wall, but I can't quite see the roof. Why are you painting in Mexico? I was doing God's work, baby. <clears throat> I was working on a. For I was real. Yeah. Dude, you remember when he went to Mexico and the one thing I told him was don't go off the reservation. Yeah, that's the reason they have a resort. I've done it Chad before. Said, no, I'm going to experience Mexico and that's when he thought I'd tapeworm and that's why he started doing the workout stuff because that's what started his uh, weight loss journey. It yes, it did. Uh, but the tapeworm. So this was before the tapeworm though. This was back in like 2000, but the point was I was doing the painting all day and I knew that guy. Why are you painting in Mexico? For the children. For the children. But I knew that spider was up there just hanging out the whole time, just waiting. I couldn't see him. And then I saw so I'm like painting as quick as can be, and then they end up catching it, and they're walking around with it under a coffee can, and it's these church people, right? And they're trying to show people, and they're like, go show Chad, because they all know I'm terrified. So then they come over there, and there's this Mexican guy that I have a trowel in my hand, like I'm going to stab him if he comes another step closer to me. And then they thought I was crazy, but I didn't want to see that spider they had in the coffee can. Fuck them. They're crazy. You know how, like, squids look like they're from other planets? Spiders, man. So yeah. they, they're they yeah, supernatural. Yeah. What? Yeah. Eight legs and eight eyes? What is that? That's why you don't go to Australia. I'll never go to Australia. They got the fun of web spider there. I've done my homework. It's I'm the second on. most I'm venomous going. spider in the world, and it on. likes to hide in your shoes. What's the so, most venomous? I don't know. <laughs> Because it's probably in Africa, and I never plan on going The best there. we have is the Black Widow, right? Or the Brown Recluse. Yes. That one's bad. Right. You ever seen anybody get bit by one? No. Like, eats their flesh. It's like rot. gives them flesh rot. It's That's gross. cool. I like that. <laughs> what? Like jungle rot. <laughs> Why would you like that? It, yeah, That's cool. cool. It is mm, kind of cool. I want to eat that up. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah, I want to eat it. <laughs> Either one of you, I mean, obviously. I'd be, cool to, I'd be cool to see it. For me and Chad, spiders are our weakness. Spiders, snakes, or is there something else that you see and you're just like... Yeah, like fear of heights or fear of falling or anything like that. Uh, so... Get, give her the microphone. Uh, is it Bigfoot? No. You, you got to talk in the mic. We got to hear you, Cheryl. Movies. So movies. Leprechaun was mine. Leprechaun? I can see I, that. She's scared of midgets. I'm terrified of midgets. Oh, you know, like little people. Little people. So, yeah, little people freak me the fuck out to where, like, I've literally left my groceries at Kroger because one was pun checking me out in cross lanes. And I left half of my stuff there because I was just trying to get away from him. I literally had a former neighbor of Chad just yesterday send me some uh, uh, midget porn, which is great for my viewing. Thanks, Chad's friend, neighbor. What? What? Yeah, that happened. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, think about it. <laughs> Your old former neighbor. <laughs> Just keep it away from me. Yeah, uh, that was entertaining. <laughs> we'll talk about that off mic. <laughs> clearly. Yeah. Can we? How do we come back to pedophilia? Be, I don't want to be. It's not pedophilia. They're all above age. Oh, they're just short people. Well, I thought, I thought right you now, said he sent you other things. No person. <clears throat> Midget like porn. A okay. Child. That's a thing. It looks like a child. Midget? Yes. Right. Like rough and rowdy, and the girls are like the little stripper girl. That yeah. looks like a toddler in a bikini. It, I, I yeah, I, I think we uh, got exposed to little people at a young age. Yeah. So. I'm just scared. So it didn't bother me. Yeah. I was down with it. She was good at the potato sack race. Exactly. 
She, she a, was. I don't even want to know. She had a hole cut in the bottom of it, and her little legs just ran down the field. She just ran. Ding, 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 Who are you ding, talking ding, ding. about? Our kindergarten, kindergarten teacher. You had a midget for a kindergarten kindergarten teacher? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would have never been able she, to She was in a uh, sack race, like you said. So she just cut her sack. She started jumping, and then all of a sudden she'd pull it up and start running to meet everybody. That's weird. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. We started at a young age. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you were put in that position. So, anyways, anyways, <laughs> I haven't got to my theory yet. Yes, that's what we want to um, hear. So, I'm scared of heights. I mean, when I say that, I ride any roller coaster. I was, was going to ask. I think you've rode roller coasters. I've rode roller coasters. I've freaking hiked to the top of Seneca Rocks, and there's no, like, gear there. And you're up there, and you fall, you're dead. But I don't know. There's certain things, like, I couldn't go up to the top of, like, the uh, fake Eiffel Tower at Kings Island without a rail, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, like – there is a uh, a new ride they have at like places like Kings Island and Six Flags where it's the swings, but it goes like super super high. Have you seen those? No. I was just wondering if you would ride something like that. I'm usually pretty good for some kind of like rail there. Like you're in a, it's just the swing. You yeah. Got your seatbelt. I'd probably it. do that. Okay. And my fear is is like I just can't like get on a tall like ceiling or roof and just like look over. So whenever you watch like Heights or something on TV, does it make you feel a certain way? Like, will it make you a little not on TV? If I'm just you? there, I gotta be so there. Your issue isn't with the height; it's with the security of how high you are. Like, yeah, yeah, correct. If you did the uh, the St. Louis the Gateway to the West, where you went up in the thing, you wouldn't care. But if you were to go up onto a three story house or whatever, blowing leaves out of the gutters, you'd be like, ooh. So like, I would do that St. Louis thing, but then like we stayed in Cleveland at like the 13th floor. Oh yeah, we were up and there. So like me looking in the parking garage <laughs> in the 13th floor over at, and just looking down, I got an eerie feeling, you know. Yeah, it's weird gotcha. for me. So uh, have you ever seen like in the CN Tower uh, in Toronto as like a glass floor? That'd be amazing. Would you Would you stand on it? I would do it. Like you could stand on the glass floor. At this it's point, wild. let me, let me refresh. I'm 41, and I feel like I've lived my best life. So I think I'd try anything <laughs> you once. Live like you were dying, Tim McGraw. That's where I'm going right now. So I mean, I feel that way. So I would, I would do it. I wouldn't probably feel comfortable. I, I feel better about it after I did it. Okay. I think the same thing when it comes to it. Once you do it, you'll feel better about it. Uh, West Virginia Bridge Day this year, October. We should all go up if it don't cost no, too You know, much. I've never gone. I haven't Let's either. go this year. But you can't jump. you got to experience jumper before you can jump. Yeah, but well, still, no, just to watch. to jump. I want you to <laughs> do what jump. I did in January. <laughs> I would just, jump. Just walk across the, uh, the catwalk yeah. with me. I'd do that. Yeah. Absolutely. They, they have a thing that ropes you off. Yeah, you, probably if you did it, Chad. I'll absolutely do it. No, no, I've already done yeah, it. Yeah, he sent the picture. That's my point. Yeah, you're down, though. I would do it. I'm down to. Now that he's did it, I'm I'm down. Just so you're aware, the uh, harness they have set up, it probably saved Chad. Eight, seven, eight, one of us. <laughs> it's just there for looks. Oh wow. Well, it's not that strong, but the walkway you go. Across, wow. Not even using grade eight bolts, buddy. It's two feet wide, and it's a double barred thing. You'd have to try to fall. Here's the thing, though. If we fell, we're not feeling it. Exactly. <laughs> You're probably not. There's no probably not. Even if you hit the wall. There's no probably not. You're dead on spot. Yeah. The, the only thing about it that got me, because <laughs> that's the only thing. <laughs> well, no. The, the heights, you know, it's one thing. You're walking across, and it's cold, so you kind of want to keep moving. But 
when we did it during January, it's still traffic above. Uh, I bet that's cold. So when a bunch hell. of semis get on that bridge atop of you, it man, it I don't know shakes. if I'd want to do it during uh, bridge day though. You know what I mean? There's probably bridge like a million. Bridge day, there's no traffic above you. Yeah, you but there's probably across. like a million people trying to do it. But you got a tour guide who sends you across. I, I'm just saying, I bet it's harder to get in line. Yeah, you know, just because there's a lot. Oh of yeah, 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 yeah. I like guess. Way more pounds above you. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's yeah, but it's even not more. rattling. Yeah, I don't dude, know. when those semis go across, it's like we are the second ooh, fattest ooh. state, though. You're yeah. 800 feet above the ground, <laughs> looking down at that river, and you're like, our people oh, are God. semis. I <laughs> 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 uh, Well, I think I'll say this. Uh oh. <laughs> I'll say this. Buy the shirt. This is back. <laughs> In the lobby, but you only get the sticker if you walk across. <laughs> you got to be a real one. <laughs> All right, that's been another edition of the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Make sure you check out our NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipes of the Week episode. It also will be dropping, but have a great weekend. Enjoy some football. Enjoy the fall weather. It's starting to feel like autumn around here. Until next time, have a good one. Bye-bye.